This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio Network. My name is Walker Wildman. I'm your host here. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net. When you get to our website, if you click on the podcast link, you can scroll down a little bit and see my podcast called Exposing Washington. You can also subscribe to my podcast on the uh, on your Apple device, Android device, and any other place where you listen to podcasts there. You can just subscribe to that and you'll get the, get the show there each week. And lastly, you can always download the AFR app. It's free, and you can catch American Family Radio on the go. And more specifically, you can listen to Exposing Washington. So don't forget to download the American Family Radio app. It's been a busy few weeks um, in in the country, especially in Washington, D.C., and we're just going to break down some of the big news items of the week. You know... You're already starting to see uh, the difference between a Democrat administration and a Republican administration. And amongst the many differences uh, between the two, one of the major differences is how America is viewed by the world under each respective administration. President Trump has been been a leader on the world stage, especially when it comes to foreign policy. And more specifically, President Trump and his administration have stood up to countries that oppose America, that oppose American values. China, North Korea, Russia, Iran, amongst just just to name a few. President Trump has put hard sanctions on all of those countries through various, you know, avenues. And he's done that all with the goal of advancing America's interest on the world stage. And I could talk for a long time on all of the foreign policy achievements of the Trump administration and all, virtually all of the foreign policy decisions made by this administration, the Trump administration, they were all made with the interest of America and American citizens at the center of the decision-making. And we see a 
Democrat administration coming in in the next week, within the next week, you see a Democrat administration coming in to power and you see all of our adversaries running wild. You see China being provocative. More specifically here, uh, I have a case of Iran doing something that they would not have done under a Trump administration. Here's a story out of Reuters, the or Reuters rather. Iran, here's the headline, Iran works on uranium metal for reactor fuel in new breach of nuclear deal. You know the nuclear deal that former President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden did? where they sent billions of dollars to Iran, the number one leader of state-sponsored terror. Iran, they're, they're, uh, they're cutting their nuclear facilities back on. They're, they're amping up their, their rhetoric. They are picking up momentum when it comes to nuclear weapons. Why? Because they do not fear nor respect a Biden administration. Because after all, it was the Biden-Obama team that gave us the, the disastrous Iran nuclear deal where Iran got everything and America got nothing. And this is what you're going to see across the world over the next four years. You're going to see hostile actors emboldened by the weak foreign policy of of the Democrats. And America's adversaries are going to feel emboldened to do whatever they need to do to advance their interest whenever they need to do it. And so that's something we need to keep an eye on. We also need to keep an eye on Israel, our chief ally, in the Middle East. Moving on, this past week, the uh, U.S. House of Representatives wasted much of the week uh, passing articles of impeachment against President Trump. And if you say, well, why did they impeach President Trump? Why did the House pass articles of impeachment? Well, no one really knows. Because they rushed it through in a, literally in a matter of days, and no one really knows what's going on or why they passed it. Well, you know, President Trump gave a speech outside the White House the other day, and then some people stormed the Capitol. Well, President Trump did give a speech outside the White House, but he said nothing about people going to storm the Capitol. People did that on their own volition. President Trump actually specifically said that we should be peaceful and patriotic in our protest. And not to mention, there's nothing about President Trump's actions that are impeachable, in my opinion. Nothing that rises to the level of high crimes or misdemeanors, which is what the Constitution says. But Walker, who reads the Constitution? We can impeach a president for, for whatever reason we, we'd like. That's what the Democrats say. 
Well, technically, yes, you can impeach him for whatever you'd like if you ignore the Constitution. But if you actually read the Constitution, it's very clear on what qualifies for an impeachable offense. But see, what the Democrats have done, and this is not just this week, but what they did with the first go-round of impeachment, what the Democrats have done here is they have... They have made impeachment a political football. Impeachment is no longer about a serious offense committed by the president. Better yet, not just a serious offense, a serious criminal offense committed by the commander-in-chief. It's not Impeachment is no longer just about that. Impeachment is now just as equally about removing someone we just don't like from the White House. What was once considered a very serious act by the House of Representatives and the Senate, impeachment, has now become a political game to be used on any administration and all, in my opinion, all administrations moving forward. I read a story where a Republican representative this week, actually a freshman congresswoman, said that on day one of the Biden administration, guess what she's going to do? File articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Well, Walker, what did Joe Biden do to deserve to be impeached? Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? We can impeach him now because we just don't like him. I'm being a little sarcastic here, but that's the standard that the Democrats have set. They've set this standard of impeachment based on anything. So how can I criticize Republicans for wanting to impeach Joe Biden because they just don't like his policies? It kind of makes it hard, doesn't it? But just wait. The media on day one... Should Republicans try to impeach Joe Biden, the media will scream at the top of their lungs that Congress has no grounds to impeach Joe Biden. There is no constitutional grounds to impeach Joe Biden. Guess why? Because the media and the Democrats, they only care about the Constitution when it helps them achieve their agenda. They only care about the Constitution when it helps them achieve their agenda. You know, speaking of Republicans, there are some Republicans who have a backbone and who are willing to fight, and then there are others who don't. And this week, we actually saw a handful of Republicans Join the Democrats in impeaching President Trump in the House of Representatives, or rather, passing articles of impeachment in the House of Representatives, all based on the fact that they just don't like President Trump. Let's listen to clip one. This is Brett Baer on Fox News explaining this battle between the establishment Republicans and more conservative-leaning Republicans. Clip one, let's listen on the political side, there are really angry Republicans about what happened last Wednesday. And the 
political power of President Trump diminished, if not was devastated by the actions on Capitol Hill. So you have Republicans who want to, who are debating whether they go for this punch to try to keep him on the mat, President Trump, or they step back and they let him fade away. The problem for the latter is that some of these Republicans, institutional Republicans, have been trying to have President Trump and Trumpism fade away uh, since he went down the escalator in Trump Tower, and it never happened. So the other side is if you do this punch and you vote for impeachment, move forward, you could somehow empower him and his political movement after that. So that's what's happening in the minds of Republicans up on Capitol Hill. Well, there you have it, you know, Brett Baer getting into the minds of Republicans. And I think he's he's honestly analyzing it correctly, in my opinion. And this reveals, you know, one thing amongst many that President Trump achieved, one of his great achievements amongst many, is that he revealed... Who is on the side, who, who the true conservatives are, and which ones are all talk, which Republicans are all talk and no action, or which ones are actually willing to fight and have a backbone. I'm talking within the Republican Party. And what you see now is... Many Republicans tried to appease President Trump and his supporters, his voters, just so they could stay on the fence and not have to pick a side. And now that President Trump is leaving office, their true colors come out. And many of us, we, we knew the true colors all along. But the public now, the, the, the voting block of the Republican Party, we all see who our friends are and who our enemies are. And there are many in Republican leadership that are not our friends. And you see that with some Republicans voting to impeach President Trump for no good reason. And we also saw over the past two months Republicans who would not hold a press conference would not make a single statement supporting election integrity and are criticizing these states who had dumpster fire elections, many of these Republicans wouldn't lift a finger at the countless examples of illegality. And I'm not talking the conspiracy theories. I'm talking the documented cases of unconstitutional acts during the election. You can talk about the Pennsylvania case, 
you can talk about the Georgia Georgia's failure to to check to verify every signature on the absentee ballots on the absentee envelopes and I can go on and on with with a half dozen examples of questionable election activities that's putting it mildly and many Republicans refuse to say a word about it and now that President Trump is leaving office they, they feel emboldened to let the world know that they don't approve of President Trump and it really reveals that they never really believed in his agenda and his philosophy all along. They were just riding the fence, collecting splinters, until the next Democrat took control of the White House. It was a waiting game. That's all it was, and we called it. It was a waiting game. And that's what Brett Bayer is talking about, letting Trumpism pass. But here's, here's news to those who've been riding the fence, waiting on Trump and his supporters to pass on by and sell off into eternity. President Trump, he is not himself a movement. He is simply leading a movement of conservatism and America First policies and ideas that millions of people believe in. And this philosophy of governing this America First philosophy will carry on for years to come. And it will be a major factor at the ballot box for years to come. And you must be naive to think that this movement of draining the swamp, of promoting conservative values, in many cases Christian values, you're naive to think that this movement is just going to disappear in the matter of months. It's not. And some would even say that the type of censorship and totalitarian approach, the totalitarian approach that that is being taken against conservatives, against Christians, against President Trump, that it's ultimately going to further embolden the conservative movement moving forward. And I think it will. I think you could see... uh, conservatives pick up the House of Representatives in a landslide in 2022. Moving on to a few other topics, you know, I want to talk about the uh, economic situation that our country is in. I'm going to play clip two here. This is a fellow by the name of Jim Bianco. He's a Wall Street expert, and he's talking about this this habit that we've created in Washington, D.C. of printing money month after month. Clip two. Let's listen. Yeah, unfortunately it is. I do think that without a consequence to these policies, look, 
We had the CARES Act, we had 900 billion, we've mailed money to people and what happened? People got money and they felt a little bit better and the stock market went higher, everybody won. So what's gonna be the reaction of that? We're gonna do it again. And what's the re what did Chuck Schumer tweet out this morning? Buckle up, we're gonna do it again. And we're gonna do it again and again and again until there's a bad reaction. A bad reaction is inflation. If you keep putting more and more money in the system, right eventually you're gonna have inflation. And that's what I'm afraid we're gonna go down. And right now, without that bad reaction, it's very hard to stop this path that we're on. Well, there you have it. To put this in layman's terms, and that was actually a pretty good explanation, what he's talking about there, the context of those comments, as Charles Payne on Fox Business asked him about this, these trillions of dollars that we're spending beyond our regular budget. <laughs> on what what's called stimulus or COVID relief, whatever you want to call it, welfare. I don't really care. But this constant printing of money every six months, not just printing of money, but printing of trillions of dollars, literally, that we do not have. And it's above and beyond our regular annual budget. So the comment there from a guy by the name of Jim Bianco, who's a Wall Street analyst and expert. What he's saying there is if there's no, and basically until there is a major reaction, talking about a major market slash economic reaction to the negative, until there is that major reaction Washington is going to keep printing and spending money like nobody's seen before. And Washington is a spending town. <laughs> so to say that nobody's seen this kind of spending before, uh, that notes uh, how serious it is. But see, that in of itself is the problem. The problem being that Washington, D.C. is going to continue printing money that we don't have and we don't intend to pay back, and they're going to keep doing it until there is a major economic slash market reaction to the negative. That's like someone saying they're going to spend and borrow money until they go bankrupt, and then they'll figure out how to fix it after they've gone bankrupt. Tell me where you find that in the list of recommendations when it comes to handling money. You're not going to find it. And might I add that this was a problem under President Trump's administration also. I don't think it's fair for conservatives to just criticize big spending when Democrats are doing the big spending, it needs to be criticized at all times. And President Trump, one thing that he was not good at is controlling spending. And Congress played their, fair, played their part in the spending problems under the Trump administration. So multiple people are to blame for that. And that type spending is going to be on steroids under a Biden administration with Democrats controlling 
both chambers of the House. Moving on, you know, we saw where Parler, which is basically now the competitor to Twitter and Facebook, it's the conservative alternative. Parler has been shut down literally by a dozen various companies in many ways. And here's here's a couple of very important areas where Parler has been shut down. And it's this whole crackdown on speech and conservative thought and, and ideals. Parler was shut down by taken off the App Store by both Google and Apple within about a day of each other. And then Amazon Web Services, which is just a part of Amazon company, told Parler that they're no longer going to host their servers effective in 24 hours. And so Parler has has had the their rug yanked out from under them. Their website has been down for nearly a week. All over claims of objectionable content on their platform. But here's the thing. There's objectionable content on virtually every social media platform on the planet. So to claim that we're going to pull and nix and cancel Parler because of objectionable content is completely unreasonable and hypocritical. Not to mention Parler was actively purging their site of illegal and objectionable content. Let's listen to clip three. This is one of their chief policy officers at Parler. I want to say a couple things. Uh, first of all, we don't want this content on our platform, of course. It is not only illegal, but it's contrary to our mission because we are trying to provide a nonpartisan town square in which people of varying viewpoints can have productive discussions. And force and threats of force stop those discussions. In fact, they stop thinking. So it's the opposite of what we want. We sure. want people to think. We want them to think for themselves. Uh, at the same time, we strongly believe that Orwell's 1984 is a dystopian novel. It's not an instruction manual. And by that, I mean that in a free country, innocent people, people about whom you have no particularized suspicion, should not be subjected to bulk surveillance 24-7. And it's not consistent with the spirit of the Fourth Amendment to do that. So I think we face a crucial question right now, which is, do we want all of the content that is posted online, every single piece, to be scanned for, you know, for objectionable content, as they call it, 24-7, and also removed without due process if it's flagged by an algorithm, because that seems to be the standard that Parler is being told that we must adhere to. Well, there you have it. Parler was actively trying to get in alignment with Amazon's policies, and guess what? Amazon didn't give them a chance and instead cut them off. There is a war on speech in America, and we must fight it. We must have free speech as the First Amendment protects speech from all sides. American Family Radio exposing Washington will be back next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.